honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I'm your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Double Twists. Thank you again for joining me once again today. It's a Friday morning, at least in my case, <laughs> talking Timberwolves basketball once again. Why am I in such a good mood? I don't know. Maybe I just sound like it because the Timberwolves are kind of looking just like the same old story. 0-3 oh, this past week. That's right, 0-3. Oh, and, and it was against the kind of teams that, well, I just start to lose my freaking mind when all they do is hit three-pointers nonstop and that's all the whole damn week was. And no, there was more to it than just three-pointers, but that's kind of what did the Timberwolves in. Just like old times. Seems just like yesterday. <laughs> like all freaking season last year. And all freaking season the year before that. And all freaking, you get the idea. And all the freaking start of the season and Jimmy Butler era because Jimmy Butler's defense was just so good and he he just, he's, he's a great leader and he led this team in such a big way because everyone else is soft and He's just the best thing ever. Well, the club did play soft this week, and it was ridiculous. It was like, here we go again, and I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Here we go again. Back to the same old crap. Giving up one three after another. Whatever it was. Not taking away the passing lanes. Just leaving guys open, and that's just kind of all it is. You could just sum the whole week up with that. December the 8th, Minnesota losing a game to Portland, 113-105. None of these scores were that bad in terms of the margin of victory, we'll say. But just, I don't know, they were ugly games, I thought. The defense was terrible. Uh, the Portland game, the defense wasn't that bad. And especially a game without Robert Covington, you think, oh boy, you, you knew we were in trouble when there's no Robert Covington. Derek Rose started in the game at shooting guard, and he shot the ball, and he shot the ball, and he shot the ball, and he shot the ball. And he shot the ball. His statistics are okay. 18 points, 9 assists, but that doesn't... And he even got 3 steals. He played okay defense in the game, getting a couple steals. 3 of them again. Um, some good times here and there. But still got beat regularly by McCollum and Lillard over and over and over again. Particularly in the 4th quarter when things started to change. Jeff T got some interesting moments here and there, but nothing great. Generally speaking, the defense is right back where it started. Uh, Josh Okogie had a moment where he looked like the princess in Super Mario 2. He was literally just kind of floating, hanging, and he released, a, <laughs> he scooped a ball off the backboard and jammed it in like he was trying to win a slam dunk contest. That was the highlight of the game, at least in terms of spectacular plays, I think. Um, he literally looked like Princess Toadstool. I'd rather call her Toadstool than Princess Peach. I hate that, that other name. Toadstool is what I grew up with, damn it. So if you have a problem with that, yeah, you 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 know what you can do, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> this was another irritating game. Ah, oh, what the hell? Nurkic just made us look like dummies. The obvious charging call, I thought uh, that went against uh, that should have gone on Nurkic. Of course, blocking call, big surprise against Gorgi Zhang. That was really frustrating. One thing after another, one thing led to another. Again, poor shot selection by Derrick Rose drove me absolutely nuts. Uh, it just kind of was what it was. And, I don't know, um, typical typical type of situation where a guy's standing five, six feet behind the three-point line like he's Mr. 
Mr. Hotshot, and he puts it up and nails it. And it's like, whatever. I, I know that's the NBA today, and I know everybody loves it. I'm, I mean, it's a great shot. It's a great play, but, oh, boy, that kind of stuff sets me on fire sometimes. It's just like, really, you know? And then, of course, we end up losing the game because, again, the perimeter defense stunk down the stretch. It wasn't the worst game ever. It's just the way the Wolves kind of let this thing go down the stretch drove me nuts, and it was the same old thing. Every time we play the bleeping Blazers, Lillard and, and C.J. McCollum, Lillard and C.J. McCollum from downtown, and it's just it's exhausting, and that pretty much sums this game up. Four from four for nine for Lillard, three for seven, three of seven, pardon me, for C.J. McCollum, including the dagger at the end. Though, of course, you could argue Lillard's dagger. <laughs> Lillard's shot was a dagger, definitely. That pretty much set things in motion and ultimately ended the game with about 59 seconds left, nailing that shot about six feet behind the three-point line. And, of course, the stare. Okay, I'll, I'll take the stare over the wiggle worm bull crap like you get, or whatever, the shimmying and such that you see from that other team that we're going to play in a couple of minutes here. <laughs> we played a couple of days later. Uh, but, well, you look at the Timberwolves' overall statistics, they're fifth in the league in three-point percentage, but it certainly didn't feel like it this week. Uh, very frustrating overall game. It drove me nuts. That's just kind of how it goes. 116-108. The Wolves hung in there against the Warriors on the 10th of December. Monday, the 10th of December. Yeah, we hung in there, but not really. We just had a good fourth quarter. And, of course, the third quarter was a typical Timberwolves third quarter. For a while there, since acquiring Mr. Uh, <clears throat> Robert Covington, my favorite player on the roster right now, uh, the third quarter had been friendly to the Timberwolves. But this past week, not so much. It was more so the fourth quarter against Portland. The third quarter is when the Warriors pulled away and the Wolves just kind of tried to cue, uh, pretty up the score a little bit in the fourth quarter. Curry did what he did. He shot the ball and it went in. I mean, just from uh, terms of Greg Popovich terms, he shot the ball and it went in. I mean, whatever. Clay Thompson shot the ball and it went in, at least from downtown. Uh, from Generally speaking in the game, he didn't shoot particularly well, but four of seven from downtown. Kevin Durant was hitting all the threes he wanted to hit for the most part. <sighs> mm. Draymond Green came back just in time to drive us crazy. He didn't have the best game ever, but he certainly didn't have the worst. Rodman-like numbers, 7 points, well, okay, not the rebounding, 10. Rodman's more like 20, but the 7 assists, you remember how Dennis Rodman would attack on the assists, he was kind of a triple-double threat for a while there with Chicago, but Curry, again, 38 points, just same old story, the bench barely matters on this team, but then again, I, I guess it kind of does, uh, Jarebko hit a couple threes, almost forgot about that guy, Sean Livingston virtually invisible for the most part, but a, a nice rebounder for his height and all that. Uh, Andre Iguodala didn't even play in the game, which is pretty crazy. I remember he's always given us fits, including other teams in the playoffs and such over the years. But uh, Andre Iguodala is getting to that Luol Deng role, it looks like, apparently. Uh, Derek Rose shot well in the game. Well, then, yeah, I mean, he played well. He didn't shoot that great. But at, at least he made a three in this one. He was only over one against Portland, but shot the ball 25 bleeping times against the Blazers, which to me is way over the top. Oh my god! <laughs> too much. Uh, too much is too much. It's okay. You can like Derrick Rose. I like him very much. I like his story. I like what he's been for this team this year. But that was too much. And it didn't sit all too well. That's just kind of how it goes. Um, Tyus Jones managed to get seven assists in the game. Didn't score. But Tyus Jones pretty much playing that quarterback role off the bench. Pass only for the most part. And I thought he did pretty well. And the Wolves hung in there and all that. But Unfortunately, we're kind of right back where we were about three weeks ago. Two games below 500. So, 
Uh, it kind of is what it is. Nice game by Carl Anthony Towns. Again, Andrew Wiggins continues to play solid defense, but not as good as before. And you could say that for everybody on the roster. Again, 31 points for Carl. 20 for Wiggins. Got to the free throw line. Was aggressive. But again, not a, well, not a good shooting game. 6 of 15 overall in the game for our buddy Andrew Wiggins. Covington came back, but not as good. Uh, unfortunately, he's got knee soreness. So here we go again, unfortunately. Hopefully this doesn't uh, end up hampering him off and on during the course of the season. But uh, yeah, he wasn't so, wasn't so sharp. Wasn't so great in the game against the Warriors. He was missing his shots. Obviously didn't have his legs. And it showed um, just 25 minutes in the game. Also, uh, that's actually wise, I think, for on, on the side of Tom Thibodeau. Dario Saric, very solid off the bench, like he's been most of the time the past uh, several weeks here since the trade. 6 of 9, one up with 13 points, even added 8 rebounds. Really like what he's brought to this team. He played well. The Wolves kind of hung in there. And that's just, uh, that, that was nice. It was cool to see. But at the end of the day... The Warriors are back where they. The Warriors are back where a lot of people expected them. Tops in the West, and the Wolves are back where they were a few weeks ago, not in the playoffs. So frustrating, sad, and kind of is what it is. Let's move on quickly to the Sacramento game, which is a very just I don't know, pretty despicable defensive performance. Nice to be scored 130 points and shot 50 percent and all that kind of stuff. Tom Thibodeau reminded us in the press conference about all that. Fun, fun game in terms of the scoring here and there. And great third quarter for the Timberwolves, which actually is nice after a nasty second quarter, only managing 19 points. But a 42-point third quarter for the Wolves. But it's the 45-point fourth quarter that did the Wolves in in this one. The Wolves were close to Sacramento, but they look like the better team on this night. And the last time, a couple of times we've played them, they have been clearly the better team. Andrew Wiggins, clearly the best player in this game. I thought he played really well. He made, uh, well... He made two-thirds of his shots, 10 of 15, 25. Solid overall game. Jeff T got a couple of nice moments here, some nice dishes, some nice patience was wound up with uh, some plays that led to dunks for other players like Todd Gibson and such. Uh, Robert Covington, much more like Robert Covington in this game, which was nice. Just a few more minutes, I managed to get 17 points and got to the free-throw line and kind of did his thing out there. But generally speaking... The whole team, not that good. Derrick Rose managed 20 points off the bench again. He's, he's got to be a candidate for sixth man of the year. And this was an efficient game for Derrick Rose. I mean, only 13 shots and got 20 points. So, much better. Well done. Uh, Saric, you talk about Saric, Saric. I don't know how they say it. I guess some people say Saric, it's Saric, I guess. Um, only nine attempts and he managed 18 points. Two of five from downtown. Gotta love what he brings, that catch-and-shoot three, and just overall that stretch-four game that's going to make him a very successful player and a very lucrative player for a long time. Uh, I don't know. I'm not a fan of Willie Cauley-Stein. I didn't like the way he kind of blew off Sharich uh, in the game. Uh, that was, I don't know. I, I don't like him right now. <laughs> Maybe I was kind of in a competitive mode at the moment, but that kind of pissed me off, and I don't know. Whatever. Screw that guy. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Darren Fox looks like the looks like the goods. He he really does the patience, the ability to set other players up, and just his overall game. I'm impressed with Darren Fox. Darren Fox. He's got a nice nice future in this league, and that is no doubt about it. But he healed. But he healed. Was nailing his threes more than half, five of eight from downtown. Again, very efficient game. Just like Derrick Rose, only 13 attempts at 20 points. He was very good out there, including a nice dunk and all that. And I didn't like it that he was hanging from the rim. I thought that was a technical, but I guess, oh, I guess people can do whatever they want nowadays. 
unless you look at the ref wrong, then it's a technical. But uh, that's kind of what that felt like. Former Timberwolf Costa Kufo still hanging around and doing his thing out there. That's nice, but uh, you can tell I'm avoiding something in this game. <clears throat> well, two, two, two Timberwolves combined for 50 points in this game. Andrew Wiggins and Nemanja Bialica, they combined for 50 points. Yeah, that's good. Wait a minute, Bialica's not on the Timberwolves, is he? Oh, that's right. No, he's not, and he's a nice starting uh, stretch four for the, uh, yes, that's right, starting, you you heard me right, starting stretch four for the Sacramento Kings, and he's been making literally about half of his threes all season, one of the league leaders in that category, and he pretty much did the same thing, and there's one. 25 points for Nemanja Bialica against his former club. <laughs> that hurt my feelings and whatever it's okay I'm just kidding um, we're happy for him I guess uh, I'm not going to cheer for him or, or give him an attaboy or any of that uh, other than okay best best wishes and all that I don't hate you at all but I'm not yeah I'm not going to be one of those fans out there that's like oh I'm happy for him and oh he's doing so good oh I'm not the type just like all the Ruby Obos out there I, that's okay you can follow him and like him all you want, but eh, they're 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 not on our team anymore. So it just kind of is what it is. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm not rooting against him, but I'm not going to root for him either because that's kind of silly. I think at the end of the day, <laughs> wish him the best all you want, and that's totally respectful. At the end of the day, but uh, Sacramento, 141 to 130, the defense was an abomination. The offense was great, kind of like a lot of the season last year. Um, the Wolves didn't shoot at 50%. They shot 54%, just to make it feel worse. And 41% from downtown did the Timberwolves play uh, shoot in this game. The rebounding was not there. Sacramento, <clears throat> I thought, was a little bit better in that category. But then again, guys were making shots, so there weren't a whole lot of rebounds to be had. So what the hell am I talking about? It was just 39-38, basically. Um, entertaining game if you like this. If you like no defense and you like great shooting... Now, again, I understand there's defense in the NBA. I get it. I'm not one of those, you know, <clears throat> all you new Jenners out there don't have to beat beat me up saying, yeah, another old head who says that def- there's no defense anymore and it's all all the defenses in the 90s. Yeah, the defense was, well, people could play better, could, could play. They were allowed to play more defense in the 90s, I thought, for the most part. Um, but I don't know. The game has changed. It is what it is. And... You know, it's fun. It's fun when we're scoring, too. At, at least we were scoring, too. At least it wasn't like some of those Warrior games where it's the 141 is on the board right there. Just stab, just stabbing your eyes right now, just looking at it. 141. This game didn't go to double or triple overtime. It was regulation. You know, years ago, this is a triple overtime game. Double overtime game. An epic battle. You know, Boston versus L.A. NBA Finals. You know, whatever it is. Uh, who, whoever. You know, Denver versus... You know, maybe in the in the 90s. You know, Denver versus Seattle. You know, those close games, this and that. And Phoenix versus Seattle. There you go. That's a scoring type of matchup back in the back in the 90s. I mean, there were scoring teams. Phoenix Suns scored like crazy, but their defense was really bad. Uh, along with the Golden State Warriors back then, <laughs> that team had no. They had great offense, but no defense. The Sprewell Mullen, uh, Tim Hardaway type of uh, the, the Tim Hardaway days with the uh, Golden State Warriors versus the Phoenix Suns in. 1994, if I remember correctly. There was 93 and 94. There were some epic battles between those two teams in the playoffs. Fun, fun stuff. Harbinger for what was to come in the league. Um, but uh, this, yes, it, it was fun that we were scoring too. It was fun that uh, 
uh, you know, it was fun that we were making our shots, this and that, and, uh, you know, but it kind of sucks when you're getting just absolutely torched, and that's pretty much what happened in this game. Uh, Buddy Held and Nemanja, boy, mm, 50% from downtown for the uh, the Sacramento Kings, almost 60% overall, 58 in the game. So that kind of is what it is. That's it. That's a wrap. Three games. Fun stuff. Fun, fun stuff. If you like going 0-3, which I don't think any sane human likes going 0-3. Uh, there'll be three games to uh, preview as well. Coming up, Phoenix, which better be a win, even though it is in the Valley of the Sun. But they're threatening to move now, and uh, good fans getting pissed off. Vince Germano. <laughs> that was cool. I'm going to talk about that in the second segment. Vince Germano uh, mentioning me on Facebook. This older lady saying she wants a championship more than Joey. No, Vince, nobody wants a championship more than Joey. But I feel her pain very well. Nobody wants a championship more than Joey. Maybe as much. As much. More? No. As much? Yes. Oh, she said basically they've done nothing to improve the team for the last 15 years. She was pissed off at the owner and basically like, screw you. Um, <laughs> screw you if you want to move to Seattle or Las Vegas. That type of thing. But I'll get to that in the second half. Uh, I want to kind of <laughs> sit down and... <sighs> sit down and clarify what's going on with that one in a bit a little bit so phoenix sacramento and detroit expect a lot more scoring again in target center sacramento minnesota hopefully a win there in a home game against d wayne casey and the detroit pistons which will be a pretty entertaining battle i hope so wolves hopefully can come out with a winning record out of these three i gotta think so and they're gonna want to if it's 125 140 points given up and you go one and two one and or oh and three again uh, okay, great, but uh, we'll we'll get to that in a bit. The <laughs> the Lone Wolf Award is Andrew going to get two in a row? I think I'm going to give it to Andrew Wiggins again. Andrew Wiggins is going to get two Lone Wolf Awards in a row, which also I mean, Carl had some awesome games. He's an honorable mention for it. Jeff T got some good games, but he you know his defense isn't that good and he's inconsistent. Derrick Rose had some good games, but he shoots the ball way too much. To a point of, I think he kind of screwed up, screwed us up a bit. He screwed up the offense for the Timberwolves in the Portland game. After that, he was very efficient, very solid, but his defense has sucked really bad, especially in the Sacramento game. Um, the Wolves' defense was not that bad in the Portland game. It wasn't that bad in the Golden State game. It's just, I don't know, it's the same old crap. You know, you, you want the stop here and there, but and then it's like, what the hell can you do type of thing. As much as I hate him, what the hell can you do? I hope they. I hope that team breaks up soon, right away. I hope this is it after this year. Just break them up. Go play for the Wizards or whatever. If you want to play in your home, home, hometown area, Kevin Durant, go back to Oklahoma. Go to the Seattle SuperSonics. No, I'm kidding. Phoenix Suns. There you go. Yeah, that would you know. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, whatever. I better just shut my mouth. So, Lone Wolf Award to Andrew Wiggins, the Johnny Flynn Memorial. <clears throat> do I have to? I don't want to. This is a very gentle one, okay? The shot attempts, the over overshooting, and the poor defense at times in these games has to go to Derrick Rose. Some of the poor shot attempts, and it's a very gentle one. Please, please hold back your hate mail. Hold back the angry comments on Facebook, whatever it is. I know Hank McCoy is going to beat me up here, or should I say Wayne Hunt, actually? Wayne Hutt is going to beat me up for this, but it's a very gentle one, very velvet gloves, soft, gentle, because I thought he shot us out of the game against the Portland Trailblazers, and he did. I mean, there were other players playing well in that game. I mean, give it up, brother, give it up. 9 of 25, that, that's, that's 
That's horse crap. It, it is. So that bugged me down the stretch. The Wolves had that game. They had the Portland game. They had it. And I think that would have set things in motion for a 2 and one record. Beat the Warriors or beat the Kings. Probably the Kings, not the Warriors. But um, even though the Kings played better than the Warriors, that's saying a lot, actually. No kidding, right? Um, they're like Warriors Junior, kind of. They're, they're the little Junior Warriors. They're they're the Kabuki Kings. That's what they are. They're the little uh, little Samurai Warriors. They're just the little Kid Kings. Uh, the the King War... Uh, what the hell am I saying? The Kabuki Kings. Yeah, you get the idea. <sighs> Sorry. I don't know. This was a very frustrating uh, week. And you can tell I'm kind of a little bit... <laughs> I'm not dancing on the clouds like I was the last couple of weeks, so whatever. Segment number two, turn things in a more positive direction right after this. Yeah, guys, you're making your shots and you're, you're scoring a little better, but yeah, that, that defense, that's, that's just got to go. And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion. Segment number two, going to preview three games leading off with the excellent Phoenix Suns, who are resembling the Western Conference champions in uh, 2000. No, I'm kidding. Back in 1993, 2000, my butt. Yeah, 1993. I miss those days. Yes, I miss those days. Yes, I think 90s were a little better. I do. At least the players were more, you know, I just like the players more. How about that? The 5 and 24 Phoenix Suns. Demanding, well, not de- yeah, they're demanding a new building, which, well, welcome to sports. I mean, the Timberwolves luckily were able to renovate Target Center at a reasonable price. It looks beautiful. It's still the same older building, but hey, if you can keep it around another 20 years and not have to start all over from scratch, why not, eh? Why not? Um, we've built enough stadiums in this town lately. <laughs> TCF Bank Stadium, Golden Gopher Football, Target Field. The same, that was in the same package, but of course it took like longer to build and all that because there was a lot to do with that one. Target Field 2010, TCF Bank Stadium 2007 it opened. Was it that? No, no, 2008 it opened. Um, then the next one, of course, <laughs> U.S. Bank Stadium officially approved in 2012, opened in 2016. Uh, we even built a brand new stadium for the Minnesota Loons, Minnesota United, the MLS soccer team. Minnesota Wild, of course, years ago were the ones that started everything, getting new new buildings built in this town, obviously to replace Met Center slash, and then eventually the Civic Center in St. Paul, Minnesota, the Excel Energy Center for the Minnesota Wild. That kind of got the wheels turning to eventually, hey, if we can do that, we can do this. So luckily we're safe from teams leaving town. That's awesome. Phoenix, Arizona, not so much at this moment as the... <laughs> Owner is again threatening to uh, possibly move the team here. An older fan, not a happy camper. I'm going to play it right now. Forgive the gorilla audioology, if that's a word. Mr. Sarver has done nothing to improve this team in the 14 years he's owned it. He's never funded or bought, paid for two or three key players, which make any sports team professional sports team successful or on the road to success. He's so tight, he squeaks when he walks. And you have been negotiating with this kind of person 
Shame on each and all of you. And upon you, Ed, I thought your principles were higher and better than this. We are not in the business of paying taxes to support private enterprise, and, and especially not an entertainment enterprise. They can support themselves or fail on their own lack of... And that's it. There it was. Uh, very uh, <laughs> direct, very uh, heartfelt, I would say. Um, understandable. Well, I mean, me personally, I'd rather keep my team around. So I'm glad we kept the teams. I don't like necessarily, I don't necessarily like public funding, but it kind of is what it is. I can hear what she's saying, though, and I can understand the frustration, uh, especially when uh, some certain owners don't do things. Certain owners don't really <laughs> bring in good players. I mean, the Phoenix Suns have done some very strange things of late uh, for the last several years, actually, bringing in players that are kind of older, not so good, this and that. You can you got to love Vince Carter, this and that. Go ahead and love Vince Carter all you want, but it's like he was way past his prime when they brought him there, and the, one player after another. Um, a lot of the moves the Phoenix Suns have made over the years haven't made a whole lot of sense, so I can completely hear and understand her frustration along many others. Devin Booker is leading the club in scoring right now. Minnesota, again, hosting the Phoenix, no, visiting the Phoenix Suns, pardon me, I'm losing my mind, uh, 15th Saturday tomorrow, visiting the Valley of the Sun, where the frustration is mounting, as you can hear, <laughs> very profoundly. Uh, boy, again, I mean, it's a team that's a mess. I mean, Tyson Chandler, you're paying him how much? Uh, Trevor Ariza, what's he doing there? It's a weird mix. Like, why bring in these older players when you're not, going anywhere. Clearly, maybe your team is moving, but you're not going anywhere. Phoenix amazingly won their fifth game of the season, because I was going to say they had four wins on the year, but at this point, it's, well, now they've won, they finally won their fifth game over the Dallas Mavericks, the uh, rematch of the Western Conference Finals in 2011, right? Not really. Uh, Kind of is what it is there. Uh, DeAndre Aiden, well, he's got a nice future and all that. Averaging a double-double already. That's definitely a Rookie of the Year candidate, just like De'Aaron Fox, this and that. But there's a lot of players on this team. That does, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense why they're there. It, it doesn't. I mean, I remember Troy Daniels. I used to call him Splash Dan because he could hit some threes, and then he couldn't make anything. That was kind of weird. It's a weird mix of players. Devin Booker's good, but he's uh, he's a little overrated, I think. He can play, but again, I'm going to say he's a little bit overrated. Not majorly a little bit. Uh, Jamal Crawford is on the Suns. That's another one. What's he doing there? What's he doing there? He's, he's he's my age. What's the point? Why isn't he on the Warriors? Why isn't he on the Celtics? Why isn't he on the Philadelphia 76ers? I can, well, maybe maybe not that team, but I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, Toronto. He's on the Phoenix Suns. Boy, that sucks. It also kind of says a lot about, unfortunately, what other teams have thought about him, unfortunately, of late. The defense isn't there. He's not that great of a shooter, really. He's more of a slasher, anyway. He can shoot. He can get hot, but he ain't making his shots this year. God bless the guy, though. 36%. 36% on the season. 32% from downtown. He makes his free throws and seven points. And What's he doing in Phoenix, though, guys? I mean, I don't know. I'm happy for him and all that, but is he really guiding and mentoring the team, or they're just, or do they just suck? Dragon Bender, we forgot he even exists. God, what happened to that guy? What happened to Dragon Bender? I liked him. Yikes, Tyson Chandler, hoofda. Ha, hoo, he, ha, okay. The Timberwolves need to beat the Phoenix Suns. I don't care what our road record is, I don't care what our home record is. 
the Timberwolves need to beat the Phoenix Suns. If you're going to get things right, it's time to get it right right now. Go ahead and let the Suns celebrate their win over the Dallas Mavericks. They got that out of their system. They got that win. Now it's time to start the losing streak again against the Minnesota Timberwolves. And you just cannot lose to the Phoenix Suns. Uh, I love the way Andrew Wiggins has played historically against the Phoenix Suns. He's had some wonderful games. He's had a game-winning shot against them. He has had some nice performances in the upper 20s and low 30s against the Suns over the years, particularly in the Rubio days. I know we love Rubio. Yes, in the Rubio days, uh, there was a good, good, <laughs> some really nice performances by Andrew Wiggins, and I expect him to lead the team in scoring against the Phoenix Suns. He will open up the week, at least, as the uh, lone wolf uh, leader. But I think Carl's going to catch up because he usually should. He should. He generally should. But we'll see. I mean, Andrew Wiggins has every right to be the best player on this team. Who's going to stop? Who's who's here to say, nope, you can't be that guy? Go ahead and be the guy. That's up to him to get there, though, obviously. A couple weeks ago, that would have been the most laughable thing ever. But, well, obviously he's better than than what he was doing the last couple weeks there in the past. Uh, Minnesota wins the basketball game, though. Again, Phoenix won out of their last five. 108-86 loss to the Blazers on the road. Back-to-back game in Miami, or hosting Miami, in this case. Lose 115-98. That's not too bad, but Miami's awful. Clippers, that's not a bad game either. They only lose by four of the Suns. 123-119. Crushed by the Spurs on the road, 111-86. And then they beat the Dallas Mavericks by 10. Last night, not bad. And then tomorrow, Minnesota. Tomorrow, the Phoenix Suns will host the Minnesota Timberwolves. And I do think Minnesota wins the game. It's not going to be the highest scoring game ever. I think Minnesota, well, we'll score. We're going to get like 115. Phoenix is going to wind up with, They be, it better be 10 points or more. I mean, you got to beat this team. So let's go with, well, I don't know. They, they, <laughs> they play, they've had some close games at home, which is surprising. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if it's something like that Miami game, 115-98. Let's go with 115 105. Minnesota wins by 10 over the Suns. Andrew Wiggins, upper 20s, low 30s. We'll lead the club in scoring. Of course, Carl's going to be a factor. Double-double. Covington's going to get his 17. Rose is probably going to get close to 20 again. But let's keep the efficiency rating up there, Derek. Let's not go too crazy. Let's let's be wise. Sacramento Kings, number one in the league, ahead of the Golden State Warriors in three-point percentage. That's saying a lot. Sacramento Kings, like I said, they're the Kabuki Kings. They're, they're the Little Warriors. They're doing good. 15-12. Uh, and 12, Again, they're not a great team, but that's why they're called the Little Warriors. They're a good team. Los Angeles Lakers, Stu, obviously Vince Germano, Kalen Woods, all you guys, Laker fans. Man, 17-11, uh, the, the LeBron James effect is definitely taking place. It is funny how LeBron is <laughs> it's doing a version of you can't beat him, join him, at least in the Pacific Division. Join them in the Pacific Division. The Lakers are a game and a half behind the Warriors. That's that's saying a lot. And they're tied to the Clippers, which is kind of funny, where a lot of people looked at the Clippers as the stepchild of, the, of Los Angeles, and then the Lakers were the stepchild for a few years. Now they're neck and neck, 17-11 and 11 each. Off-topic, pardon me. Um, Buddy Held's continued to lead the club in scoring. He makes about half his threes. Nemanja Bielitsa makes about half his threes. And Darren Fox makes about 42%. And good Lord, Yogi Ferrell, something called Yogi Ferrell, makes almost half his threes. Troy Williams makes shots, obviously, but those guys don't get in the game much. Iman Shumpert, again, erratic, out of control, but occasionally can get can get hot and can be a, a problem. Generally a good defensive player, even though the Sacramento Kings defense isn't that good. Same with a Willie Colley Stein. He's you know, he can be a factor defensively. He's wirely wire e and he can be obnoxious, obviously. He's that energy guy in the middle. 
very athletic, very uh, aggressive, strong player. Despite the fact he's not that big, he's big enough, you know, and he's and he's strong. He plays his ass off, so I respect him there. I just kind of annoyed at him a little bit. This matchup hasn't been very kind to the Timberwolves, but at least we're going to be at home. I think the Wolves' chances of success are a little higher against this club. Uh, if we're going to lose one of these games, because I, I can't really pick the Wolves to go three and zero with the way things are going. Uh, I don't know where to, what to make of the Pistons. I'm going to go with uh, Sacramento winning this game. Frustrating type of performance. I think Sacramento's going to score in the high numbers again. 125 to 120, 125, 118. But Sacramento's going to pull away down the stretch and win the game. They're just going to continue to make their shots. I expect Belicia to get in the 20s, low 20s this time. Andrew Wiggins to have another very solid game. I expect Carl to be around 30 this time, even though Andrew has played very well against Sacramento in the past, and he did again. Did I call it? Did I call it? Yes, I did, because I have a good memory. Having a good memory is helpful at times, especially when you're doing a show like this and you're previewing games and this and that and what to expect. I do think Sacramento is going to win, though, unfortunately. It's a bad matchup. It hasn't been kind to the Timberwolves all season, this and that. I think Carl's going to probably lead the club in scoring this time. I just have that vibe. But Andrew's still going to have a very nice, solid game. It's going to be a much better game than in Sacramento. It won't be as high scoring, but I think the Kings are going to pull away again. I just don't like the matchup. 125 to 118. Sacto pulling it off again. Ugh, much to our chagrin. Detroit Pistons, 500 club. Nothing like the Toronto Raptors or anything, which uh, Mr. Dwayne Casey's had been coaching for a while. Again, it was Monday the 17th against the Kings. Now, Wednesday the 19th against Detroit. And eventually the 21st, which will be the date of this next uh, of the next episode of the show. Minnesota heading to, the, to San Antonio. Mm. That place hasn't been kind to the Wolves ever. Uh, Sacramento, they're dangerous. Uh, Detroit Pistons. The Detroit Pistons, who started out the season pretty strong. Not been as good of late. It's not been the best matchup of late. Uh, our best situation for them anyway of late, which is how it goes. I'm not feeling too bad for them, I suppose, at the end of the day. as Again, a 500 club. Uh, Blake Griffin leading them in scoring 25 points a game, almost 26. Andre Drummond, almost 16 rebounds a game, two blocks, blah, blah, blah. Definitely a hell of a player. Blake Griffin's leading the cup in scoring. There isn't a whole lot of... Uh, there isn't a whole lot of guidance offensively. There isn't a whole lot of leadership. And the Pistons have stunk of late. They've lost five in a row, which I don't know what to make of that at the end of the day, though. Because you never know. A team sucks, and then they come and end their streak against you. And it just always seems to be that way. I certainly don't want that to be the case. And, uh, you know, they're not playing well. Uh, obviously, oh for the last five at very least. December the 5th, they get crushed by Milwaukee. 1-1592 at Milwaukee. Philadelphia Jimmy Butthead beats them by six in Detroit. And New Orleans beats them in Detroit by eight, 116-108. The Butthead, again, has more butt-kicking against Detroit, beating them by 14 in Philly. And the Charlotte Hornets beat the Detroit Pistons, almost ending their snide, by one, beat them by one point. The Detroit Pistons will host the Celtics and Milwaukee Bucks in between. Don't be surprised if the Pistons' losing streak continues along the way there. The Celtics have been playing way better. The Bucks are excellent. Hopefully they end this night against one of those teams and the Wolves can start a new one. Minnesota in target center. You know, Detroit does not play well on the road, except in Charlotte, I guess. Uh, they have not had good road games lately. you got to win this game, guys. I think the Wolves 
can and should beat the Detroit Pistons. They're not hitting the threes like they were under Mr. Uh, Stan Van Gundy. Not a single soul on the club is shooting over 30, I mean, is, is shooting at 40%. Their best three-point shooter that actually shoots threes <laughs> is Blake Griffin, 36.7, which is funny. Again, that's the league today, stretch four. Stretch four, stretch this, stretch that. Stretch stretch center, basically. <laughs> There's all kinds of different uh, positions. Everybody can shoot threes no matter what height they are, no matter what position they play nowadays, and that's fine. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. We always dreamed about that when we were playing NBA Jam and, and uh, NBA Showdown and Bulls versus Blazers, Bulls versus Lakers, Bulls versus Suns, whatever. Well, that was NBA Showdown, NBA Live. Okay, you can go on forever. All the different games, big men being able to shoot threes. I mean, I used to have Shaq leading the team in, in three-point percentage. Him versus... Grayson Petrovich, back in NBA Showdown. I brought Shaq to the Lakers. This was in the mid to late 90s when Shaq had just signed there. I was having fun with that, and I was the Lakers. Vince Germano, smile. Smile, Vince. Smile, Vince. I can see that. I, I, I can see that ear-to-ear smile. I was the Lakers, and I, was, I found a glitch in the game where if you set up Shaq for catch-and-shoot threes, he basically makes about half of them. And it was so freaking cool. It was so fun, and that's kind of what the NBA has become today, uh, you know, like it or not. Uh, Glenn Robinson the third is, he's, you know, he's kind of filling his role with Detroit. He's kind of like a, I don't know what you'd say, ninth man, basically, on that club. He's played in pretty much every game, so that's good. Reggie Jackson, as Mr. Hank McCoy calls him, can't shoot. So watch him go off for like 30. He's always had good games against the Wolves. Reggie Jackson always beats the Wolves. That's the one thing I'm worried about, believe it or not. Even though Blake Griffin's had a lot of success against us. The Wolves have had success against Blake Griffin too, though. Uh, Andre Drummond is a hell of a player. Love him. He's a 15-15 and 15 kind of guy. Though this year it's 18-15. and 15, Blocks shots. I love Andre Drummond. I'd take him here in a heartbeat if I could. If it meant moving Carl to the four. But then what do you do with Sharich? I guess you leave him in his current role. He's doing a hell of a job. I love Zarich. Uh, against Detroit, who's gonna ha- who's gonna step up and play? I don't like Carl against good big men. I don't. He needs to prove it, and he needs to go out there and have a big game. But I'm thinking it's gonna be more of guard play in this one. And guys like Covington. This is a Covington, Derrick Rose, Jeff Teague type of game for me, and hopefully Wiggins. It's gonna be those type of guys, though. It's gonna be. I mean, I can. Ex- I expect Teague to get in the double-digit assists, which shouldn't be much of a fact, uh, much of a, uh, much of an ask. Uh, Josh Okogi, I expect guys like that, the role players and uh, role players coming off the bench, and then the really good, super good, like a super role player like Covington, who I think is probably about as good a role player as you're ever going to find in the league, a starting role player who's just. Oh my goodness, you know, I mean, this is a Covington type of game. If you're going to win this game, you need to play some rugged style, survive out there, uh, hang in there, play strong defense against this team, shut them down, because obviously their scoring is kind of questionable, this and that. Um, Gwen Casey's a good fit for Detroit in terms of the defense and all that, but, uh, you know, the roster is kind of um, all over the place. You know, some guys are good defensive players, other guys are just... I don't know what the hell they are. Reggie Jackson, I don't know what he is. He's a guy who can score points a little bit. He can slash. He can't shoot. He's not a floor general at all. I don't know. I don't know. It's a mess. Uh, The number wolves need to beat the Pistons. I don't think things are going well. And I feel for uh, Mr. Dwayne Casey. Hopefully they can get a better mix of players here that fit a little better together at some point. A trade or two are going to be absolutely necessary. Uh, love Ish Smith. I hated what he did to the Timberwolves when he was with Philadelphia a couple of years ago. Love the guy, though. Um, uh, it's a weird situation. I don't know what his role is with Detroit either. Just back a point guard who's 
not really that much, not really able to do a whole lot there. Uh, he's like, I, I don't know. I don't even know who to compare him to or what to say about this. But Wolves need to win the game. I'll say they will. I'll say they will, even though, you know, if this was a road game, I don't think I'd pick the Wolves to win. I, I got a bad feeling it would be like one of those, they're going to magically end this slide against Dodds because that's just so Minnesota, <laughs> Minnesota sports, not just bashing the Timberwolves, just how it goes. Um, who's the, uh, generally, again, like I was saying, a Covington type of game. Minnesota wins, final score, well, you know, we're, we're going to find our way to 110, 116, 115, something like that. Let's go with 112 to 100, Minnesota over the Detroit Pistons. A nice, solid win, Detroit. Let's go 112 to 98. The Wolves keep the Pistons under 100. It'll be the first game the Wolves keep somebody under 100 in, in, a, in a bit here, which will feel damn good. Let's see if there's anything super recent. And no, there, uh, nope. Oh, yeah, we kept Houston under 100. So it'll be the first game since December the 3rd, the Houston Rockets, which is extremely impressive. Holy crap, that's impressive, considering what the Rockets are. The Rockets were basically what Sacramento is, you know. So think about it. A million threes, a, a million points. And not in that game. Minnesota keeps Detroit to 98, and Minnesota goes 2-1 and one and ends their snide against the Suns tomorrow night. With that, we'll take a quick break and get into some fan interaction right after this. back here on Timberwolves Explosion fan interaction segment. I think it's going to be a little bit quieter, unfortunately, but that kind of is what it is to be expected when the team's not playing very well. And of course, you know, sometimes there's a lot to say. Sometimes there isn't. Every week is different. Some things come up. This comes up. This happens. And I guess it was like a miniature fan interaction with uh, that that Phoenix Suns uh, fan and such where Vince Germano kind of brought me brought that to attention to me, so very interesting there. At Wolves Explosion, at Wolves Explosion is the Twitter account. Thanks again, guys. Uh, Vince Germano and Tanae Brown retweeting the show. I do believe Levi did as well. Uh, Tanae and Levi out of New Zealand and Vince Germano out of Australia. Thanks again. Episode 240, this is 241, In the Hunt was this recent, was the most recent episode. Now we're out of the hunt again, unfortunately. Uh, Again, pretty quiet this week. Not a whole lot going on. Thanks for the retweet also of Brave the Wild. I forgot to even say that on the last Brave the Wild episode that I recorded yesterday. Before I get to Facebook, I'm going to give a shout-out to Flip's Army. Flip's Army, which is also a Facebook page. Big shout-out to them. They always allow me to post uh, links to Timberwolves Explosion on their page. In-game threads, nice, fun conversation. Timberwolves related and all that. Lots of fun conversation. Wolves news, maybe some funny stuff, and of course the in-game threads are always great. You can vent your frustration at some bad calls or great plays. That that Princess Toadstool floating effect by uh, Josh Okoge, that was really something else against the Portland Trailblazers. That was uh, awesome, <laughs> to, be, to be quite frank. That's it for Twitter, unfortunately, but again, thanks again for the retweets, though. That is just, I mean, I, I can't thank you enough. Please do tell your friends about the show. Those of you that are listening and I have never met you, it would be great to hear from you. Follow the Twitter, follow the Facebook page, all that good stuff. Facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. Again, all these links will be on uh, in the show description. Thank God for Wayne Hunt here. Thank God very much. He says, 
When is the fired Thibs chant, Tibs chant, Thibs chant, it's Tibs, <laughs> chant going to stop? Last year, you guys wanted a hard defensive coach and to make it to the playoffs. You got it. This year, you wanted Jimmy Butler traded and a better bench. Look at what you got back. Yeah, a better bench. You are now 6-4 and four in the past 10 games. Now, this is as of December 9th. Back on track to making the playoffs, and Thibs has the guys playing well. Some Timberwolves fans need to wake up, wake the hell up and smell the coffee. You can't win every game. This isn't a computer game. And, oh, I agree. Unfortunately, though, we lost every game. That's what I don't like. But, well, you know, do you blame me for getting frustrated a little bit? That must be the Timberwolves game there. Tanae Brown, out of New Zealand, says, chanting, free Okogi from now, from now on instead. I'm yet to catch up on today's game, but it sounded like a good one that we let slip. And that's exactly what it was, a good one that we let slip. Wayne Hunt responds with, love Okogi, but I I agree, but I think as the season goes on, Hibbs will play him more. As frustrated as it is seeing him on the bench, frustrating, yep, <laughs> that's, a, that's what he meant to say. I believe he's bringing him along slowly so he doesn't burn out with the NBA schedule. Can you imagine this kid and his energy come playoffs? Boom. And I think that would be awesome, especially in the coming years as he continues to get better. Stu Benson pops on board, so we're getting the whole courtside podcast here. Stu Benson says, wake the hell up and smell the coffee, Wayne Hunt 2018. Yep, he was he was quoting Wayne Hunt, basically. And Wayne Hunt says, I'm prepping for the huge 2019. Stu Benson, yep, he's prepping for 2019. Interesting. I wonder what that's going to be all about. But um, no, I, I understand as, as the Wolves back in the playoff picture. We're still in it. It's just, yeah, we're still in the hunt, but we're in, just in the hunt where before we were actually kind of, you know, literally knocking on the door. So there's a little frustration there at the end of the day. I think we come back. I think we went two two out of three this, this upcoming week. Three and zero would be spectacular, but you can never expect that. You cannot expect that. I mean, even the Warriors can't expect that unless it's like Phoenix and Washington and like Miami. Okay, go ahead. Go 3 and 0 there. I mean, but still, you can't expect that. Just go out and do it. Expecting it is one thing, doing it is another. Thanks again so very much though to all of you. Going to give a huge shout out to the Courtside Podcast, the Courtside Podcast, Wayne Hunt, Vince Germano and Stu Benson all out of Australia, different parts of Australia. Wayne Hunt and Stu Benson a bit closer though in the Sydney area. Um uh, and then Vince Germano in Melbourne, Australia, the Victoria Providence. Thanks again, guys, so very much for being such wonderful friends for the last shucks. It's been almost seven years now. I mean, it's unbelievable. Six and a half, seven years. Can't thank you enough for your friendship, and obviously your show is just the best ever. Brand new show released a couple days ago. Highly recommend it, of course. It is Timberwolves Explosion Endorsed, and Courtside has called Timberwolves Explosion Courtside Endorsed. So we endorsed each other in a big way. (laughs) In a big way, in a huge way. Thanks again, guys, so very much. Courtside Podcast, iTunes, and Podbean. You can get it anytime on, on there as soon as they're able to release it. Occasionally they get busy and all that like we all do and are unable to get together this and that to record the show. Occasionally maybe one one of the three is missing, and that's understandable. Again, that's when they just kind of jump on and get it going. Maybe it's been a while or they just have something they want to say right now, you know, because stuff happens. Like the Jimmy Butler trade. Like this, like that. Maybe the Phoenix Suns are moving to Seattle, you know. I don't know. That would be really weird. After that, because people like me that remember the 1993 Western Conference uh, Finals and how how bitter of a loss that was for the Seattle Supersonics and their fan base and how bitter that rivalry had become for for a while there. For, for a few years, the Camp Barkley. You know, they didn't hate each other, but it was a bitter rivalry. I mean, they were in each other's way winning the Western Conference. And... 
Boy, it'd be weird. Then they move there and they replace the old Sonics. <laughs> that would be funny. That would be really funny. I'd be like, <laughs> Green Bay Packers moved to Minnesota after the... Yeah, that would never happen if the Vikings moved to L.A. or something weird like that. But obviously that's way in the weird rearview mirror now. The Vikings are not moving to L.A. <laughs> it's not happening. <laughs> the Rams did, and the Rams moved back to L.A., which is more appropriate. And, well, they're pretty good. Don't know if they're going to win it all, but they're pretty good. They're going to they're gonna be close to it, at least. They're going to their NFC Championship game, I think, barring some kind of crazy upset in the division round by the Chicago Bears. Knock, knock. Wouldn't be too surprised, actually. Um, <clears throat> what am I talking about? I just want to thank all of you. God bless you for listening to the show and telling your friends, those of you that have, because I know a good number you have. Again, the contact details, the phone line's 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Imagine you're calling in for Timberwolves Explosion. Do your statement, shout-out, comment, question, and opine. Greatly appreciated. Also, there's the call now button on the Facebook page. Just click on that. It'll go through Facebook Messenger to the same phone line. As long as you have some kind of internet connection, wherever you are, it'll work. Blah, 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 right? And then there is the the audio submission route, which I always highly recommend. I think that's the best way to go. There's no limit to that one. Where the voicemail, there's a three-minute limit. Simply use a free voice recording application on any smart device you have on the planet. Simply use that, <clears throat> treat it like a phone call, save it, and email it to me at paladinolive at yahoo.com. Paladinolive at yahoo.com. All this information will be in the show description, so you can copy and paste or whatever you want to do. I will then convert the file into an MP3, thanks to zumzar.com. Greatly appreciate that website for providing what it does, allowing me to convert something into an MP3 so I could put it right here in the uh, editing software called Audacity, simple stuff. Some of you might use that for your phone calls. You could use Audacity and email it to me, and boom, there it is, and on it goes, and man, it's freaking cool. I miss hearing from Tanae, but obviously he's a hard-working son of a gun. He has a hard, hell of a time keeping up with the game sometimes, I'm sure, as all of us do at times. Sometimes you have to catch up to even do a show, but that's how it is. That's life. <laughs> that's life in the city, as they say. God bless all of you. Please do write a positive rating on iTunes, if you could. iTunes or Stitcher, if you could. Greatly appreciate it. Google Podcasts, I think they have a rating system. If you could write that, it would really help the show. Thank you again for those of you that have in the past. You're the best. And those of you that haven't that would like to, please help out the show. It's greatly appreciated. Tell your friends about the show if you can as well. Hopefully the Timberwolves can turn things around this week. I think they can, but, well, <clears throat> it's a matter of staying and doing two different things. Talk is cheap. Go out there and do it, baby. <laughs>